0: Call Me Girl Boss is about sharing women small business owners' real, unfiltered, and relatable business journeys in Texas and California. I am your host, Jessica Ray Buck, a small business owner myself. I interview amazing women who share exactly how they got to where they are today. I hope this encourages anyone listening to start a business or get better in the business they are in. Guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. Um, this week, I did receive my PPP loan. I was able to um, cash that. So I officially have that payment, which is very nice. I did have to hound them and bother them. So if you are still waiting on yours, I highly recommend calling them and just telling them you really need it for your business because I feel like when I started doing that, things started moving forward. Um, if this is the first episode you are listening to, I have been keeping you updated on, um, the salon that I'm opening in Austin, Texas. And I did find a property that I love. I am currently waiting on a contractor's bid tomorrow to make sure that I'm not going to be spending a fortune to renovate the place like I want it to be. Um, so yeah, super excited about that. I think I might've finally found a space and I found some people interested in the vision that I'm going for. So I'm just really excited to start getting that ball rolling. Um, what else has been going on? That's really it. Oh, today, literally today, um, I'm recording on Sunday. This episode comes out Sunday. So today, um, I am now officially on Amazon's Amazon's choice. And I'm not sure how that happened. It's not like I can sign up for that. Amazon just chooses which product they want to put like their label on as Amazon's choice. So I'm really excited to bump up my ad spending on there and really just pump out some... Moose Kits on Amazon. I had to re-up. And so I will be placing a bigger order this time. Mm. So working on that. And that's pretty much all that's going on with me. I am really excited about the guest we have on today. She is very well known in Austin, Texas. She does gel nails and is just so artistic. I've spray tanned clients that have gotten their nails done by her. And I'm always like, oh my God, let me see your nails. They're so good. She's so talented, so artistic, has a big following on social media. And I just can't wait for you to hear her story. And I'm going to be hearing her story along with you. So without further ado, here is Nicole.
1: Yes, I've just been sitting outside. I started doing my nails and I got as far as like getting my last set off.
0: (laughs) Can you do your own nails?
1: Yes. Both hands. Yeah, I usually have both hands done. Life has just been like so chaotic the last year. I think I've only had like two sets on my right hand. So,
0: (laughs) And I know you uh, make beautiful designs. So are yours usually like decked out like that too?
1: I try to, you know, whenever I was in, whenever I was in nail school, I would spend so much time and like change what I had done on my nails almost weekly. But now that I'm in charge of my own schedule, like, I don't have time for
0: that. Yeah. That's but. just amazing to me that you could actually make that be that artistic on your own hand. Like, I feel like that's a whole other skill set in itself.
1: I mean, I feel like the sets take a lot longer because I'm constantly looking at them. And I just, like, want to keep adding more or I get, like, extremely bored. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So where did you, did you grow up in Austin?
1: No, I'm actually from McAllen in South Padre Island. I spent my school years in McAllen and then the summers in South Padre. So our family would go back and forth and I just, yeah, grew up down there.
0: (laughs) And then what did your parents do?
1: My parents own a used car dealership and a service shop, so I was always super involved within, you know, my dad's business and the family business, and I um, did everything from keeping the books and helping my mom with all that, and I would help my dad with repos, so (laughs) it was really exciting, you know, I really got to learn a lot. Um, I did titling, man, I did pretty much everything. (laughs) Got to see a little bit of like all the inner workings of a car dealership. I never sold vehicles though. That was like the one thing I didn't do. But besides that, I was quite involved.
0: Did that kind of show you like, hey, like this could be a lifestyle for me where I own my business. I'm sure you've seen them have their own hours, but also see the work that goes into it as well.
1: I definitely got spoiled in that sense to where like my dad was able to take time off for family vacations and, um, you know, take us wherever we wanted to go and really provide for us. And he never had to like put in a request for (laughs) vacation. And then I never really understood that until I was well into my twenties and I started working for other people that weren't my father. And then I'd like have to start putting in time off requests two, three, four weeks in advance. And then you might not get the time off. And I was like, this is not it for me. Like this is so not it for me, but, um, yeah, it was really, it was really cool to see how my dad treated his employees and how he ran a business and invested in things that helped him grow within his career.
0: Yeah, definitely. What did you want to be right out of high school? Like, were you going to continue working for your dad or was that like, no, I want to do my own thing.
1: I was honestly really lost. I graduated high school pretty early, um, about a year early. And then I went straight off to college in Corpus Christi and I started off as a psychology major and thought that's what I wanted to do. And (laughs) it was not it I had a meeting with my professor and asked her how long I was going to be in school to achieve the goals I wanted to within psychology and she was like oh that's like 10 years and right then I just like I knew that the traditional college route wasn't for me and so I switched to business because I saw the inner workings of my father's business and thought you know like hey that would be easy but I, I think I only stayed in school for, like, another six months after I changed my major. And I was just over it. And yeah. I, I dropped out and moved home for a little while. Kind of dabbled within like, real estate. I was thinking about doing that whole route online. And I was just so over school, I think. I really just needed to, like, find myself. And so I just quit everything for a while. And that's whenever started dating my boyfriend that I'm with right now and he's a traveling tattooer and he was able to just or he is able to just do whatever he wants and just like travels and is friends with people all over the country and and if he wanted to take off to California for a month you know he he's created a lifestyle where he can do that and my family's very traditional and (laughs) um very (laughs) level-headed and I I was never aware of those type of freedoms you know so I was like whoa like I don't need a boss you know like yeah I and I thought that was so cool and it just kind of opened my eyes to just a whole new world of things and we moved we ended up moving to Houston and like gosh what year was that Like 2016 I believe 2017 and um I couldn't get the internet to work in the back so I'm in here um so we moved to Houston 2016 and I started doing titling and because that's what I knew and I just needed a job I was trying to get jobs um like in service like bartending jobs or um Waitressing jobs, but I didn't have any experience in that. And nobody would hire me. And it was so frustrating because I just like wanted to be a bartender. Because I was like, you know, I can make cash and then I can have like this freedom that I want, but nobody would freaking hire me. So I just went back to what I knew and just did boring titling. And there was a nail tech that I really enjoyed following on Instagram at the time. And She lived down the road from where we were. So I was like, I'm going to go get my nails done by her and, you know, go get a real cool set done by like a celebrity nail tech. And I messaged her, followed all the guidelines on her Instagram or whatever it was. And then I showed up and her assistant did my full set. (laughs) And I was like, so turned off by that because I was I, I wanted her to do it I thought she was so cool and I wanted to see her technique it was different than any other nail tech I had gone to back home and she didn't do it her assistant did everything all she did was like polish my nails and Aww. charge me her fat price and I was like well you know give her the benefit of the doubt maybe that's how celebrity nail techs work um and I booked my fill with her and messaged her saying, you know, Hey, I was like, bummed out. You didn't do my set. Like will you do my fill, she was like, Oh yeah, I got you showed up. And her sister did the fill again. And I was like, no. <laughs> and so yeah. like something during that appointment just kind of clicked for me. And I was like, I could do this. Like I could do what a client asked me to and actually like, care yeah and (laughs) if they ask for a sharp stiletto nail I'll give them that or if they want you know a wide square nail I'll do that and I'm not gonna try to convince them that my idea is better and um I was on my I was on my way home from that appointment and actually passed a beauty school that said now enrolling and I was like like let's go like let's just go figure out yeah it was like so crazy and I was like let's go figure out how to get into the nail supply and so I was like hey like how can I legally buy products and they were like well you need a license you have to sit here for 600 hours and I was like well I hate titling my boyfriend's a traveling artist you know like I want something that I can do on the go you know I have my materials I have All the tools to do it and the knowledge and I can do it wherever I want if it's in the living room or you know in a studio or on set you know like I can do it Mm -hmm. so I just started filling over that nail tech's work on myself like the third day of school I like bought all the stuff and I was like I'm gonna figure this out and that's what I did and in the beginning I was very intimidated by the industry didn't know where to start. You know, school was weird. There was only 10 people that were in nail school there. Everybody else was cosmetology. Quick
0: is nails the same as esthetician or is it separate?
1: Okay. So that's what I was about to say. Okay, um, cool. there's cosmetology, which is hair, skin, and nails, which is whenever I was in school, it was 1250 hours. Yeah. 1250 hours. And then for nails, it was 600. So Legally, I can only work on nails, you know, I can't, I can't wax, I can't, I don't, and honestly, you shouldn't trust me to do that. I, you know, (laughs) they were like, are you sure you don't want to do cosmetology where you can like do hair? And I was like, no, like, don't trust me with chemicals that close to your eyes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, I don't even like getting my hair done. I feel like I've had some really crazy horror stories with some hairstylists and I'm so attached to my hair that I didn't want to cause the pain that's been causing <laughs> so many people. So I was like, "No, just nails. I know that I can, I can rock that." Yeah. So um, I just started, you know, doing it for myself in the beginning. It was kind of a almost like a selfish reason to get into it. But then I was like, "I wanted. I just want to do this. Like, this is so much fun." And there was a hairstylist, Caitlin who's still my hairstylist she's in Houston um she actually reached out to me while I was in school and she's like hey like I see you're practicing would you be down to trade and I was like uh I mean yeah like I don't know anybody here I'm not from here so um she was getting tattooed by an artist who worked with my boyfriend at the time so that's how she had like come across my instagram just from like all of us sharing, you know, each other's information and yeah. So, I started doing her nails just for practice and getting into the groove of it and then she started sending like a few of her really close friends to me and I just all of a sudden started building up this clientele and I just really really loved what I was doing. And so my job wasn't giving me the time off that I needed to finish school. So I finally just like took the plunge and quit my job. Um, I think it was new year 2018 or 2017 No, 2018. Yeah. I like woke up and I was like, I'm done. I'm done with the corporate world. (laughs) I'm going to do this on my own. And I quit my job. I just, I didn't show back up to work
0: for that did you feel like you needed a savings or were you just like I'm just going to go and figure it out did no, you know like, your just, boyfriend had your back or was it just like I'm just going to do it
1: like my boyfriend totally had my back yeah it, you know and I was just like so over being scared and I know that I'm a hard worker and that I'll do whatever it took to like keep rent yeah. paid you know I only like,
0: ask because it's such a pivotal moment that a lot of yeah. people who are doing the side hustle and have their full-time job it's you know or maybe listening to this are like when do I know is the right time like what did you rely on did I need 5k in the bank you know some people need that security so just like you know like I would love to just pick your brain and be like
1: oh so I'm an Aries and
0: (laughs) my boyfriend is very impulsive yeah
1: and so I just like basically was like fuck it you know, like, I'm so sick of what I'm doing. And I just, I want to be my own boss. And, you know, my goal every month, you know, is always like, make sure rents paid. As long as I can get rent paid. I'm good for another month. So Mm -hmm. our, our rent has always been very affordable. And so I've always been like, very confident, like I can make this much money a month. I'm 100% confident as long as I see one client a day, I will grow and start seeing two clients a day. You know, and I think, I mean, I couldn't even tell you how many clients I had at the time when I quit my job. I didn't have a savings. Like, I was, I'm twenty eight right now. I God, how old am I? I'm twenty. I'm about to be twenty nine. Me too. Um, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I can't even remember that. Um I
0: just
1: I don't know. Well, sometimes you have it. to
0: just go for it, you know? That mindset of like not thinking and doing is so important in business and it just like we can sit here all day and contemplate like a list and like oh, I can't do this until this is done and then you stay in that corporate world and that side hustle mm-hmm. for years.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and you miss your window of growing or something may happen that changes that. So you know, your mentality was obviously worked and more people should be like that and not think about like, you know, everything does always work out and we're not going to let ourselves go hungry. You know, like you can go get that job again. Just take the leap.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, there's so many people in this industry that have waitress two nights a week or, you know, there's so many things you can do. Like, if you want to do this, you'll figure it out. Like yeah. if your heart's truly in it, if you're passionate about it, if as long as you're willing to bust your ass, you know, it's not for everybody. If you're somebody that has to be told what to do, when to show up to work, like, no, like that's not for you. You're here to make your clients feel better. And you're here to do the best job you can and, mm-hmm. you know, give the best service, you know, and, keep growing and educating yourself and getting better, you know, that way you can start increasing your prices and start getting a higher end clientele. You know, the goal is to always make more money. You don't want to be, you don't want to rip people off. You want to make sure you're giving them the absolute top quality that you're able to provide using the best products. And I mean, I will show up early and stay late for clients. If If I have to cancel, I will work 15 days straight to get my clients taken care of, you know, like Mm -hmm. they're the reason I can live this lifestyle that I want to and make impulsive purchases or, I, I mean, take a week off of work if I want to, I, it's just so cool. The things that you can do for yourself, if you're willing to put in the hard work, I, that's really what it comes down to show up early, you know, care about your clients. Everybody's going through something. So like, don't be rude to them. Don't make them feel bad for biting their nails or biting their cuticles. If they come in with bitten cuticles, you don't know, like their anxieties or um, traumas that they're going through in their life. Some people are you know, really embarrassed about their hands and they come in to really try to feel better. And I don't know how many times I've heard clients say, this is the first time a nail tech hasn't made me feel bad about my nails. And that makes me so mad, especially as a nail biter myself. Like I've, I go to town on my cuticles. If I'm having a stressful week or, you know, things aren't going good in life or, I watch too scary of a movie, you know, or like watch too much of the news. You know, I'll go to I'll go to town on my cuticles, and the last thing I want to hear from somebody is, "Oh, like those look bad." Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm like, no, no shit. shit, I'm I'm living with them. Like, you know, and I always tell my on, clients, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I always tell my clients that I am my worst client. You know, there's not going to be a client that's worse than me. And I have very oily nail beds. I'm a nail biter. I I bite them all the way back to where there's no free edge. So I am a tough client to get nails to stay on. And if I can get them to stay on me, I'm going to figure out how to get them to stay on you. And if your goal is to stop biting your nails, if your goal is to stop picking your cuticles, like I will come up with a game plan tailored to you because everybody's journey isn't the same some people just want quick nails that you know look cute that they can rip off in a week you know some people come in once a month and wear them till they fall off and some people come in every other week to get backfills and keep up with them everybody has a different reason and some people get press on nails because they're a nurse and they can't have extensions but on date night they would like to wear a set of nails out to dinner or film a makeup tutorial and have their hands look nice you know there's there's a way to make something work for everybody and I think I saw the opportunity to take advantage of that in a way that my clients know that I care about them and I'm not just trying to like take their money and push them out of my chair and rush the next person in like I don't want to see 10 people a day like that's not the goal here Uh, I want to see a few clients that I care about that I can explain the products I'm using the the procedures I'm using you know just really educate them on every part of the nail journey and let them know like where their money's going, not just rushing them out of my chair. That's just bonkers to me that people get into this industry and just want that quick turnover rate. You know, that's like too much energy to take on in a day too. Like, you know, like (laughs) that's that's a lot of people to see. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really finding my place within this industry and I see so much potential for growth.
0: It's just interesting, like hearing you talk about nails, like I could hear honestly, like the passion and how much you care about it, but also like the mindset, like I never thought about nails like that. Like, yeah, I look at mine, like I have like no nails, like they're uh, whatever, like I'm a cuticle picker. I like can't stand if there's like a little bit of cuticle, like I have to pick them, like I'll go get my nails done. And then a few days later, like I see cuticle and I'm like, oh. Like I have to push my cuticle back and then it looks like my nails growing out more, you know, like, yeah. So, and then I actually spray tan one of the clients that you referred me to last week and and I was like complimented her nails before it was, I even knew it was you. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I know she does amazing work. Like, let me see. And, um, she showed me and she was like, yeah, I just really loved how Nicole, like I'm a nail biter. Like, and she never made me feel weird about that. I was like, wow. Like I, I, Never thought about that insecurity as much until she said that, and then you bring that up to me as well.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's crazy. I have a lot of nail biting clients. Like, I want every nail biter to come to me and experience, (laughs) you know, like what a manicure should be
0: about. Bio needs to say nail biter specialist.
1: (laughs) Seriously, you know, like on my website, I'm still trying to get that more professionally done but I have a whole section on there that's like nail biters always welcome like I am here for you I support you like (laughs) I you can have nice nails you already have them they just need to be cleaned up a little bit and I mean even nail art is something that I can do on people that have short nails I mean I've done flames and checkers and you know you can even do little gold decals and I mean there's so much stuff you can do even if it's a simple buff to shine I can totally transform your nails to make you be proud to like show off your hands they're yours and nobody should be ashamed of I mean that's why we get our hair done like to feel better to for our identity and you know, we solve tan. I
0: I mean I need one. I feel so pasty. <laughs> like... Let me know. I will hook you up. But yeah, no, I totally get it. Like I feel like I've talked to so many beauty service providers and it's like we're all in this game for a certain reason. And it's because we enjoy making people feel better about themselves and that's whether that's really nailed, what it
1: comes down to.
0: Nail, tan, eyebrows, like whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's like we all want to give.
1: Yes. And we all want to feel good about ourselves, you know, like we want to
0: feel good about what we have. And if you
1: can, even if it's just you, like where you think you look better this way, like it's all about how you perceive yourself. And I mean, you look good, you feel good. And I feel like whenever you feel good, you do better in life, you know, like you're excited to get up in the morning. I know that whenever I'm not eating healthy and not going to bed when I should and not following, you know, like these routines, I feel like we really do get lost and go down wrong paths and just really do get lost in the chaos of the world Mm -hmm. and lose sight of what our goals are at the end of the day. And I have really, especially since this whole pandemic has hit, have taken a lot of time to ask myself what I want out of life and what I want to do with the future of like this job title that I have as a nail tech, you know. Like I don't want to just do nails for the rest of my life like and I I say that like doing nails is a bad thing. Like I want to do more. Well, I like I want to I want to help other nail techs be better nail techs. So I am actually in the process of trying to go back to school and um do a nail educator course which is another I believe another 600 hours to where I could create content yeah so I could create content to help educate and prep girls for state board
0: interesting they make you go to school to teach nails
1: yeah so I had to go for 600 hours to get a nail license to do nails at a nail salon yeah and then um, after your license for two years and you retake like your renewal course um, you're able to go back to school for another 600 hours for and um, I think there's two other courses out there there's like advanced nail tech and then there's nail education and so nail education will allow me to create my own nail school potentially like and I could be giving girls hours and Mm -hmm. prepping them for state board and really providing them the material that you need to grow as an independent contractor and give you the information that we're not taught so you can avoid situations and I don't know just like give the right tools I feel like nail school is it's really hit or miss depending on where you go Um,
0: I've heard that a lot with like cosmetology and and then they give you the skill set but none of the business set which is why I even started this podcast is because of the lack of information and just being able to go to somewhere and find resources for actual like small business owners not you know like the big main chain ones you know that are selling you the nail polish for example like that owner would be on a podcast talking about how she got her story but that's not always relatable for you. And I like, I'm not on that level, you know, like, totally. that's great. I love that. I want to listen to that too. But I also need the very, you know, these kind of conversations as well.
1: Absolutely. It's so important. And I'm really excited, you know, to get in contact with you and some of the other girls that you sent me in contact with, like, it's really hard to get out and to meet other people that are creating their own businesses and it's intimidating you know the older you get it's harder to make friends I mean yeah. like where do you go to make friends <laughs> like, Instagram. it's so it's so tricky so yeah like it's really come down to social media and I'm just excited that you've created a local platform to where we can have these conversations and reach out to each other like we're having trouble and just be like hey like I'm having a crappy day like please yeah. calm me down and somebody else that you can relate to and exactly. given situations
0: like I had um someone dm me like hey this is my customer service issue like that's a huge thing is customer service like what would you do she's like I know what to do but like I just want someone else to tell me like what to do as well You know, and you just like need that support because it's like, I can't go ask my boyfriend. He's going to be like, huh? You know, yours might be better because he's an actual tattoo artist. So he's in that industry, but like mine isn't, you know? So we don't always, you know, have someone to go to.
1: And it is really hard because not everybody has worked in the service industry. So that is really such a tricky thing. You know, we're caught up in this, customers always right mentality you know like in retail and stuff but within the service industry it's not always like that you know some people really can come at you with the very entitled attitude and it's it's really hard like i can see how some things can become an argument because somebody hasn't worked within Service and like had to help other people, you know. Like at a restaurant, some, like a um, somebody eating at the restaurant can be really rude to <laughs> the person waiting on the table, and and like, get me the ketchup, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you were on the other side of that, would you ever tell somebody like, get me the ketchup? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like everybody should work within some type of service industry for at least a month or two of their life so you can kind of see like everybody has a story everybody is dealing with some with something and you can't you can't be rude <laughs> like at the end of the day you just be nice to people and um, i i just like want more people to just be nice.
0: <laughs> I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, have you always been artistic? Like, was that something that you've just had a skill as, or is that something you've uh, taught yourself?
1: Um, I like to think I've always been artistic, but I think I've always been better at like venturing off in new crafts and not finishing projects. Um, but I'm always wanting to try new things. Um, like I've Growing up, I was always given like those little DIY projects that came with like the book, like for kids making bracelets or making candles or soap. like there, it was always like a DIY thing that I wanted to do and make it my own and just make it fun. And I even did that throughout college. I would like make bath bombs or just handmade gifts for my family. So I feel like whenever it came to doing nails I really enjoyed the aspect of making people feel better and creating like my style of nail art you know like everybody can create an encapsulated glitter nail but I get to make it my way like even if you show me a picture I can kind of like put my little twist on it and that's what's so fun for me and I feel like I always wanted to do that growing up. So I, I feel like it carried over into this and it makes sense that I'm enjoying what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, definitely. So when you finished nail school, were you like, okay, I'm going to go work for someone or I'm going to go straight on my own. Cause you, you did have a little bit of a clientele.
1: So whenever I started doing nails, I was living in Houston and I was doing house calls and um, I worked in a few nail salons while I was going to school so I could like kind of get the feel for things and like Mm -hmm. how to deal with clients coming in asking for different services and how just how all the systems worked and I think really early on I knew that I wanted to work for myself and just like create the business that I wanted for myself just because I'm a control freak
0: and I I feel like every business owner is a control freak because I a hundred percent am. I can't even like let someone drive, like I'm that bad.
1: Yeah, me too. Like I always have to take my car. Like if we're going on a group trip or something, like I will not ride in the car with five other people. No, my friend Louis like
0: forced me yesterday. She's like, No, this is like bad for your health. I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh God. No,
1: I like I enjoy driving. Like it's soothing for me. There's something about it. Like my dad grew up or my dad grew up when I was growing up, my dad was always going out of town for work and he was always going to San Antonio and Austin. And so he had like these four or five hour drives. And on the summer, I, I I always wanted to go with him. Like, I just wanted to go on these drives. Like (laughs) It's relaxing. It gives you time to think and regroup. And, but, um, yeah, I I think I always knew I wanted to work for myself. Um and then with my boyfriend traveling and having friends like all over, I kind of wanted to create a new style of nail tech that was able to like pop up and, you know, meet other nail techs, really get out there and see what other nail techs are doing cuz like every state is different and everybody's style is so different, the products they use are different, like just everything's so different. It's just cool to see other ways of life and art. So, um, I started coming to Austin. I had the opportunity to guest spot here and, um, I never really visited Austin growing up. We always went to San Antonio. We, I don't, I don't know what that was about, but (laughs) after I started coming here a few years ago, like, the outdoor part of Austin is so enjoyable. Like there's just so much to do outdoors and growing up in South Padre Island and, you know, being able to go fishing or all that stuff. I just miss being outdoors. And Houston was like a big concrete jungle and we didn't spend a whole lot of time outside. And so I, I don't know my boyfriend and I were just talking and he was like well what if we just moved to Austin and I was like I mean I never really thought about that um he's like well I mean if you enjoy it more like why don't we just do it and I was like you're right like (laughs) there's no boss
0: (laughs) like we can do whatever we want wait no one is telling us no
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's like it's so crazy because like you said, whenever you get comfortable, you just stay in the routine of things and you don't go on these adventures or just like take that leap of faith. And he he was just like, let's just do it. And so we just did it. And I mean, I the original plan was to keep going back to Houston and going back and forth and working on my clients there as much as I could. Um uh, but uh, once I moved here, I kind of like got lost in the routine of things of like getting into the schedule of work and having only like these set days off and, um, just got like caught up in the moment and kind of like forgot the big picture. And so, um, January, 2020, I just, I had been going through some shit. I was just like hitting my rock bottom, like slowly going down. um, Not slowly, very, very fast roll downhill. And I was just self-destructing. I was kind of shitting on everybody that I loved and my drinking really had gotten out of hand. And it just got bad. Mm -hmm. And I woke up one morning and... I kind of just had this big wake up call. It was like, I got struck by lightning. And like, that's really the only way I can put it. It just, I was like, dude, you got to stop. Like you're going to kill yourself or, you know, like hurt somebody else. Like you're just not, this is not what life is about. Yeah. And I was just like waking up every morning and just wanted to drink. And then work and then get off of work to drink and then would pass out and do it all over again and mm-hmm. I I was just tired. I was just so tired of doing that. And so I was like I have to take control back of my life. And that's what I did. I quit my job so I could start traveling again and then coronavirus hit. <laughs> then the shutdown happened. Yeah. And so that was just crazy because I had just stopped drinking and man, the beginning of that, of this journey, it was so hard. You know, I still say I'm newly sober because it's barely been a year and all of this is still very new to me. And it is a, uh, one day at a time type of journey. Yeah. But, uh, I think I made the decision at the most perfect time because we spent have been spending so much time alone and in our houses. And I feel like it's been the perfect opportunity to either self-destruct or like blast off into the person that you wanna be. And the first step I needed to do was to stop making shitty decisions for myself and really just like look at myself in the mirror and I don't just be completely raw. And that's what I did. And it was the best decision I could have ever done for myself because I was losing relationships with like family members and close friends that I've had for years. And, um, I had to like, take that part of me back. So got rid of those demons and I'm still working through them every day, but I'm so happy to be where I am now and to put those things behind me and just use them as learning tools and just as like inspiration to not go back to that dark place. Because, yeah. I mean, life is so great and it's it is everything that you make of it. So if you sulk in those sorrows or in those hard times, like you're you're gonna keep feeling that pain like but if you wake up every day and you're like I'm gonna be a better person and I'm gonna learn from this and grow from this and I'm happy and I I love life and what it has to offer like those things get you going and inspire you to make better decisions whether it's to eat a better meal that day or hold the door open for a stranger like those things it's like a domino effect. Yeah. And I feel like as long as you make one conscious decision to do a nice thing every day, um, maybe it'll inspire somebody else to do a nice thing. Like I hope.
0: (laughs) No, I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I'm actually been sober for years. Um, so I can't, you don't want to say I can relate to you, but I understand the sober journey. I know everyone's journey is so different, so I don't like to compare them or Absolutely. Anything like that. But, um, yeah, I was in the same place as you. It was before I started my business actually. And I knew that if I wanted to be a business owner, I needed to get sober. And it was weird. I wasn't like the alcoholic that needed to drink every day. Like I wasn't like hiding alcohol. It wasn't like, Oh, I need to have vodka for breakfast. Like it was a weird, slow alcoholism. If that makes sense. It was like, well, I'm just gonna get shit faced all weekend and then be a normal person Monday through Friday. (laughs)
1: Yeah, totally. It pounds
0: on you. And then it's weird because you don't identify yourself as an alcoholic. It's Mm -hmm. just like functioning alcoholism. You're like, I'm the life of the party. Yeah. You know, like I'm fun. (laughs) I was still working my like corporate job. And so I was like, I'm still working, making money, paying all my bills, whatever. I just get shit faced all weekend. And then I'm a piece of shit person, like whatever, you know? And then when you want to grow or when a pandemic happens and you have to look yourself in the mirror, it's like shit like who am yeah. i i was losing friends not good relationships with my family so yeah And um, it's
1: i mean i feel like we can
0: all make excuses
1: you know like for anything mm-hmm. and it's it's just like what you want your life to be if you want to make your life better then make better choices yeah exactly and like, why like, are you doing this yeah don't self-destruct you don't have to like yeah I, I, I think it's so crazy because like a few months after I stopped drinking I was telling my boyfriend the story about how when I was in college and we were on our way home from the beach and there was this guy selling goats on the side of the road and um my friend was like I'm gonna buy a goat because I don't want to buy a lawnmower and <laughs> that's I, a total I, logical I, thing I swear because there were, were 50 bucks it was like totally cheaper than a lawnmower and they had just got a house, and so they were like, Texas "This is the Yeah, seriously. I mean, this was in Flower Bluff, Texas, so I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not too far of a stretch. And so they, I mean, we took a fucking goat home and we put it in the backyard, <laughs> and it was their lawnmower. And so, I, I mean, during the pandemic, it was kind of a pain in the butt to get a hold of my lawn guy, and money was tight, and things were weird, and. I was like I'm gonna get a hey like what if we get goats and my boyfriend was like you're insane and I was like I mean yeah and I just kind of like forgot about the conversation because I was like okay he thinks I'm fucking crazy and then like a few days later I don't know like I got out of the shower or something and he was sitting on the couch looking at goats And (laughs) and um he was like look there's these Nigerian dwarf goats they only get 75 pounds and they're like really great companions and you know I had kind of like I had been looking into different things you know in the beginning of my sobriety for like coping mechanisms and stuff and companionship is such a big deal you know caring for something else like giving yourself the responsibility to take care of something like you can't not give them water or like fresh hay like they need their things and so he was like what if we got you some dwarf goats and I was like are you serious and like he's like I mean you said you wanted goats and like this is like a dog goat (laughs) I was like oh my god and so I just went like I just dove in you know like
0: you full goat the, mom. Yeah, you know, the
1: Aries in me was just like, you're gonna do this, and so I started joining like every Facebook group there was in Texas, and I found this lady, lady in Dallas that was actually gonna be driving south to deliver some goats in Corpus, and she's like, I can drop off some goats to you on my way, and so I was like, uh, I need goats, and so I called my landlord, <laughs> and I was like, Hey, you know, like got this crazy idea, and he was so for it. She was like, yeah, that's totally cool. And I called my dad. I was like, dad, we're getting goats. Like, I don't want a lawnmower. I want goats. And I mean, everybody was just like so supportive and like hyping me up. And
0: well, it's pretty epic. I, like, I want a goat now.
1: It's been so much fun. And they really, they make me laugh. They make me excited to get out of bed again in the morning. And just just caring for some Something somebody else is so important and it makes me want to take better care of myself. And I don't know, I just it's such a trickling effect. Like, I want my clients to feel good, I want to feel good. Like, I want you to go home and make everybody else feel good with your nails. Like, that's another cool thing about nails is how happy they make other people. You know, whenever you hand over your debit card to pay for something and you have nail art on your thumb and you know the person at the drive-through is like, "Oh my God, your nails!" and it's the center. I well, was
0: spray tanning, and I was—I always look at people's nails because I have to spray their hands, so I'm yeah. looking at nails anyway. But like, I don't always compliment them. But like, I saw hers even before I started spray tanning her. Like she, should like I was like, "Ooh!" So yeah, definitely, nails are a it's, big thing.
1: It's so cool, and whenever my clients told me like my husband loved my nails or my boyfriend thought this set was like they're, they're significant especially when it's a male like whenever a guy will notice that is just like the cherry on top for me because I I mean I saw my mom get her hair like got freaking low lights in her hair before like from blonde to like brown and my dad like would be like oh like did you change your hair she's like oh yeah there's like brown streaks in it you know so like when they notice it's just it feels really good and I feel like okay like my job here is done yeah. like
0: <laughs> she's and happy he's happy everybody's happy <laughs> I wanted to talk about how you came up with your nail name because your business name because I love your business name
1: Oh, well, it was kind of, um, I kind of touched base on it. So whenever I just kind of like woke up from my shit show, basically, like I, I felt like I got struck by lightning. Like I was dead. Like I was, I was so drained. Like I felt like I got electrocuted and I was just like exhausted of the life I was living. And I was like thinking of these names like lightning nails. I'm like, no, that's, that's lame. Like, (laughs) you know, I was like thunderbolt. It was like a jolt of light, you know, like just get your shit together. You know, like your parents raised you better than this. You have a better head on your shoulder. You know how to give yourself the life that you want, like get it back. And it was just like this jolt of I'm gonna be a badass and just take, control like I don't need these things to be happy like I don't have to wake up and drink like that's stupid like I always thought that that meme that said um I'm gonna be the drunk aunt at Christmas and and not care whatever it was I don't know I I can't even think of it right now and I always thought that was so funny I was like yeah that'll be me like you know and and now I'm just like no, like you were just so foggy and not clear-minded. I, I lost routine of like doing yoga and juicing and like all my healthy habits. Like I just, they slowly just started disappearing out of my life. And I, those things are so important. You know, you, your health is all you have. And and you need to take care of your body and I mean I'm I'm still not the best at that because like I don't have the best diet but I'm not putting freaking a liter of poison and gasoline in my body every day and um, I just hit like a year and two months I believe and thank you every month it just feels like more clear-minded and just like I see more opportunity of where life can go and I just want to keep growing and being better and I think Thunderbolt is just so personal to me and when I see it it inspires me to like get up and go, like get off the couch, get out from under your fuzzy blanket. Cause that is like my favorite place to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, like just do something, you know, I, I love creating things and I want to be able to share the things I create and make money off of them and other people find joy in what I create, you know, cause that like, that is so cool to me. Like when I started making earrings and whenever a client comes in and they're like, Oh my God, like I want those earrings. Like I can't, I can bring happiness to your nails. And then like you buy a product that I made too. Like that just feels so good that I can do it in different ways, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't need anybody else to do it. Um, at the end of the day, they say you know, um, self-employed people are like the hardest-working lazy people that we like work so hard to be lazy, and I think that's so true. Like yeah. we will bust our ass for like a whole month straight to give ourselves two weeks off to not leave our house. Like <laughs> I mean, but yeah, like I feel like that's what this is all about, you know? Like yeah. you are in control of your destiny, and um, it's just I see it now like you really don't need anybody but yourself like dedication like you worked hard for your license you learn the material whether it's hair skin nails tattooing I mean any of this stuff like you hold the power it's like it's like your college degree like nobody can take that knowledge away from you and as long as you continue to grow and do better as long as you can promise yourself that like you can do anything like you can own salons all over the country like I mean it starts with one and definitely it's just a trickling effect and it's it's possible so I just think that everybody needs to not doubt themselves like trust your gut like and don't doubt yourself and I self-doubt is so destructive, (laughs) you know, like once you get into one negative thought about yourself, like, no, I don't think I could do that. It might be too expensive or too hard. Like, no, just take on an extra client, you know, like open your hours a little bit more, you know, add another service to your menu and, and tell people that you're trying new things and do it discounted until you figure it out like there's so many ways to just grow and do better and don't let the self self-doubt eat you alive because it's just it's not worth it like you don't need that
0: (laughs) what are some of the biggest struggles you have with your business
1: I think right now it is taking the time off to regroup and really like lay out my game plan like what
0: are your hours right now
1: I like don't even have set hours I kind of work around my clients um it's been extremely chaotic you know the last two weeks especially after that storm I I think I canceled nine days of work so I'm still I'm still like catching up from that but I typically like to take Sunday Monday off um but I do have a lot of clients that work long hours during the week. And so I really do try to accommodate as many people as possible. So I will work like every other Sunday, maybe, but I mean, I I don't have a set schedule. I know I don't like to work late. I like to get home before the sun goes down. I feel like that's detrimental to my mental health. Um, And I'm, I'm realizing that more I, I'm trying to take more control over the times that I work you know like really set that schedule and have these uh routines and not have such a sporadic schedule because I do see how that affects my moods and um it affects um the quality of my work And I never want to give somebody less quality of work because that's not why I got into this. I got into this for the complete opposite. I always want to give it 150%. Um, I am really bad at saying no. So I think that is um, one thing in my business I struggle with. But I'm getting better. I feel like we... All have something to get better at. <laughs> oh,
0: yes. Yeah. No one is perfect by any means. I just like to know the struggles because I want to make sure on this podcast I focus on talking about relatable struggles so instead of just the positives. You know, obviously, I think you're great. That's why you're here, <laughs> you know, too. Um, yes, I 100% do. Um, but I think it's also important to remind people of the struggles, and it's okay to have these conversations yeah. of the struggles. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be booked every day i mean just relatable you know shit like that was the whole point of this call you know
1: i feel like uh, people shouldn't be intimidated to reach out to other artists also like like people check their social media like i've gotten into dms of like very well-known nail techs and asking them like, "What nail glue do you use?" And you know, like, you're not always gonna get a response, but somebody is gonna respond. Like, somebody that cares about w- what line of work they're doing. Like, somebody's gonna respond. And I've gotten some really cool tips and tricks from people that they sell the, they sell courses, you know. And I'll slip them a message, and you know, sometimes you can get the answer. Like, just ask. Yeah. Like the information's out there and it doesn't hurt to ask like the worst thing they can say is and I would tell them like I don't care
0: like people like the worst thing they can do is
1: like leave you on red and if they do that then whatever like who cares cares? exactly but at least you can say you tried like I mean I have nail techs that I reach out to in Florida in New York in California like literally all over the country and like they're passionate about what they do and if they can help another artist be more passionate or like better at what they're doing like that's like that makes us feel good too whenever somebody else is learning something from us so don't be afraid to ask questions don't be afraid to reach out to people with 20k followers you know uh, that doesn't matter because we're all human like there's a human on the other side of that screen you know like that's just a number that doesn't like that doesn't define them it doesn't make them more intimidating of a person because they have a k on their bio you know like for followers like it doesn't matter like just own your stuff be confident and i think confidence is key like they always joke like fake it till you make it like
0: I'm 100% believe with that mentality that's how I structure my whole business
1: (laughs) yeah like sometimes clients will be like how do you create you know such great sets and I always say I'm the queen of winging it like (laughs) I don't know like I I really don't know how some of those nails come to life I'm just like in the moment and doing what I love and I'm totally winging it and It's fun. I feel like if the passion's there. It's going to come together. Just trust the process. And uh, there is going to be like hurdles and setbacks and stuff, but I feel like those all, it's like someone kind of like pushing you to sit down and just like look at it and be like, hey, sit down, take a breath, regroup. Like you don't have to make the same mistake twice and if you do, learn from it. (laughs) just always try to sit back and look at how far you've come like look at how far you've come in one year and then look at where you were four years ago five years ago like that's always important to give yourself a pat on the back for the hurdles you've jumped and I feel like um I don't know if it's like a, our culture or something. It's like, we forget to tell people we appreciate them or tell people that they're doing good, you know, like acknowledgement goes so far. And mm. I, it's just really nice to acknowledge people's hard work
0: No, I agree. And I feel like I could talk to you literally forever. (laughs) We need to hang out or something. Yes. Where do you see your business a few years from now? Um,
1: I really want to get into the education side of things. And um, I want to get into a space where I can open my menu 100% and get back to doing acrylic and gel. Right now I'm only doing gel. Um, So just getting into a larger space and getting into education and really just helping other nail techs grow see that's where that's where it gets a little fuzzy like (laughs) i would like a space where artists can can create and have like their own businesses i i don't think i want employees like i think i might do I would do some type of booth rental situation, but there's so much stuff within this industry of like finding a safe space to work or like a a fair space to work compensation wise that the guidelines with opening a salon and everything, everything's so weirdly written within the guidelines. Like there's not a straightforward answer. So I really don't know if I want to be a boss, like, but I do know I want to educate people to help them become better artists. Yeah. So somewhere within those
0: two, (laughs) when that opportunity arises, I'm sure you'll know exactly what to do. Yeah.
1: And I'm just, I just feel like I'm kind of going with the flow and whatever's meant to be will be. And, um, I want to get, into school and just like get that other license first I think before I were to like sign a lease somewhere or any any other big moves like that I think what I need to focus on right now is my education and um, I want to start traveling again like that would be so cool but it's still very scary right now with the virus and you know vaccines and it's everything is weird so I, I have a no space ig-
0: for you in California you can do a pop-up in Orange County whenever
1: oh that would be so fun I was actually talking to an artist um, Long Beach a few days ago and I told her I wanted to go out there and she was like oh my god come
0: Long Beach and is I've- a great area I've never been to California
1: like growing up my family always like went to Florida we never went
0: to California like like we went to where the
1: water was warm
0: it's like the Austin of California like Orange County yeah it's just fun laid back right by the beach I mean it's not like a beautiful beach by any means but it (laughs) is because it has like the harbor like where the like the ships come in with all of the I don't know boxes of stuff that they come in I don't even know how to explain that but um so it's more of just like an industrial beach if that makes sense
1: yeah totally kind of like Galveston I guess
0: (laughs) yeah I don't know I haven't been to the beaches in Texas but um yeah it's I love Long Beach it's beautiful second street is amazing
1: well I definitely plan on venturing out at some point this year I really would like to go to California I have a girlfriend that just moved to Colorado
0: to start her nail journey so I'm kind of oh is it colorado I, springs
1: maybe she's like so all over the place she just recently
0: moved my so, sister lives in colorado springs that's what i was gonna say i can move. oh to cool her. oh
1: yeah well i know she's like just starting her nail school journey and everything she was actually one of my clients in houston and
0: oh, cool. well so do she- me after this and i can make sure my sister knows about her
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I can do that. And
0: that's really what I want to do. I just want to
1: start traveling and like, I want to go visit other nail techs and see what their setups are like, you know, nice. see how they go about business, you know, lead, lead every
0: mobile trainer
1: oh yeah that would be super fun we're That's actually doing really a school bus conversion that way we could have like a little house on wheels for whenever we want to like venture off and go do nails and tattoos yeah, on the you road need,
0: like a youtube vlog if you do that promise me <laughs> will. oh my gosh i swear i have so many instagrams for like
1: all my projects i'm like a compulsive instagram page maker like well,
0: i like will think of a business idea and i want to make sure the instagram name's there so i'll <laughs> it's so bad
1: and i'm like like on my thunderbolt page i don't think i've posted in like a month i like uh, it's like i i want to keep nicole nailed me you know like that is me and i like woke up in the middle of the night and was like nicole nailed me whenever i was in school and i looked up the name and i was like so mind blown that it wasn't taken
0: that's how i was with my name i'm like how is sunless ray not taken that's so weird and now i yeah i'm like no no one's taking that for me
1: See, like I was thinking about doing that with Nicole nailed me Um, because that's like, that's my nail persona. And I want Thunderbolt nails to just represent every part of me, like all my DIY crafts, like the earrings I'm making, the education aspect of it. Like I want all of that to kind of umbrella under that, but I will always be Nicole nailed me. I just feel like, (laughs) it's so it's funny to tell people it makes people laugh and and you remember it that's yes exactly Uh, it sticks so
0: um yeah you can follow you at Nicole Nailed Me and Thunderbolt Nails yes Thunderbolt Nails is
1: my business account and then Nicole Nailed Me no spaces in either one no underscores nothing like that just straightforward
0: (laughs) perfect well thank you so much for I could keep talking to you it's like it's hard to stop but um I just really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and being vulnerable and just, you know, helping me create this space and this conversation.
1: Yeah, it's been super cool. Thank you for reaching out to me and giving me the opportunity to just tell people that they're capable of anything that they set their mind to. Like, I feel like everybody needs to be reminded of that.
0: Oh, 100%. And we don't get told it enough. No, you don't. Well, I look forward to meeting you in person soon. Let's talk after this and we can figure something out. We can get lunch or something. Yes. Well, you have an awesome day. You too. Thank you. And thank you for coming on again. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Again, thank you for listening to Don't Call Me Girl Boss. The best way to support this podcast is by liking and subscribing. And leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Instagram at Don't Call Me Girl Boss. There is a new episode every Sunday, usually in the afternoon or at night. Thank you again for listening.